All right. That's horrible intro music. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's horrible in any music. But this is uh this is my jam. Okay. Well right. we're uh we're making some You better uh we're practice making... up on your guitar. <laughs> That was me jamming out uh, back in high school. Um, kidding. No, that's... Uh, we don't want to get sued. <laughs> We're changing things up here a bit. So, all right. Welcome, everybody. So, how you been? Welcome, everybody. God, all right. They say. Good. Yeah. Um, well, it's great to hear. So, you were glued to your television last night, I assume, watching the inaugural. You know, it's I was... been fun. I love watching that ceremony. I don't care who's president. I just... I love watching that every four years, almost kind of like the Olympics, right? You know, it's the, the pomp and kind circumstances of. and, you know, you know, obviously this year is a little different. Much they, less exciting, by the way, but than the Olympics. Yeah. Well, it depends what sport, but, um, I, but now you've got memes of, uh, no, the, uh, bowling. What do you call that when you're on the ice? Uh, curling is curling. <laughs> I, I fucking love curling. Are you kidding me? That's like Dude, the must-see sport. It's the funniest thing that ever became a sport. Not the funniest, but close to it. Well, it's, it's like, great. Um, <laughs> yesterday, we what? a bunch of memes came out. Said, I don't know if you saw, they were interviewing Al Gore, and he was virtually attending, but um, he he was in outer space. <laughs> like He had the Earth behind him. And so they're saying Al Gore was <laughs> attending via the moon. Saving the planet. Yeah. yeah. It's his... Uh, Bernie, Bernie with his like, uh, I don't know, mittens, <laughs> big old mittens on yesterday, <laughs> sitting by himself in the penalty box. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> been a bad boy. It's like, this is the face, uh, when I know there's another podcast coming up to listen to. Um, but, uh, no, I always Anyways, think it's, they're, they're, well and good. they're interesting. Uh, I mean, you've attended an inauguration, I've attended an inauguration, um, uh, you know, and a couple, and it's a lot of. Waiting around in freezing cold weather usually. Yep, I think when I went, it was probably in the probably low twenties, and uh, I I did not prepare as a Californian to wear like thicker socks, so I wore dress socks, and I just remember my feet Ooh. being frozen um, on the ground. And and you're right, it's a lot of standing, sitting, waiting, you know, uh, meandering through lines from the uh, <laughs> yeah. Not my cup of tea anymore. So by it's the time they get second to the yeah, so by the time they get to the speech, it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm over this, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, because I think pre nine eleven, everybody just wandered around, right? Then after nine eleven, it's like, no, you gotta get everybody. You gotta frisk them on the way in. You gotta meander through lines, and you gotta sit there two hours early. Yeah, it is. Um, not my thing, but it went well. The fun it part, I mean, looked like a success. Yeah, and you know, I mean, the, well, wait, wait. First of all, what was up with Lady Gaga's outfit, dude? <laughs> you tell me. She, it's like take five drapes and wrap that around her, and then put a dove on you. Well, that's was, the thing now. Remember, uh, was it Kellyanne Conway? Like four years ago, had like this patriotic like suit on. She looked kind of like the hot dog on a stick lady. Yeah, I kind of uh, remember that. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then yesterday, like all the women, Michelle Obama, uh, Jill Biden, they all were monochrome, all wearing one color, uh, mm. you know, suit, pantsuits or whatever the, the attire was. But 
Um, that was interesting. I don't know. I, you know what I really liked about yesterday? Because normally down the uh, National Mall, they have, you know, that's where everyone, you know, stands, the, the general public. But obviously, because of COVID, they had a really cool, like, just American flag display. Yeah, they did. And, I, yeah. That was cool looking. You're right. That was well done. Yeah. It, the whole thing was well done, I will say. It didn't look it like there had been a riot there two weeks prior. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> Cleaned up pretty well. Yeah. Um, but no, I was just going to say, yeah. you know, yeah, so there's that part. But then, you know, the fun part, um, which I'm, not everyone gets a chance to do, is uh, go to the inaugural balls. You get dressed up in your tuxedo and, you know, the president-elect or president comes in and uh, does a does a little dance and says thank you and then leaves and there's probably what about 20 or 25 of those and they kind of group like group that. states together um yeah. i went to the one of the southern balls of like georgia arkansas and tennessee or something so like i was like the only guy in there without an accent well, i was gonna say oddly enough i went to the california one yeah i wasn't i thought that'd be appropriate <laughs> wasn't cool enough all right so Moving on. Do we have any state news or are we going to go right into local stuff? And this local stuff, man. All right. So as we talk, I got a couple things to add, by the way, this morning didn't catch up with, but <clears throat> the one uh, we talked about last night, I thought was interesting is the tow companies in Riverside. San Bernardino. Same thing. <laughs> no, you're right. City of San Bernardino. So this is, I think, interesting because, so they apparently had roughly say five, tow companies that they would contract with, the city would contract with, and uh, for quite a while. And I guess in 2019, there was a lawsuit. It, I don't know. Well, apparently they were giving contributions. They, the tow companies, were giving contribution to council members. That's a shocking assertion. But so from there, they had to then um, have some type of agreement, change things up, don't give it to the same companies all the time. So then they went out with an RFP uh, just recently for the contract and they wrote the RFP. This is how the interesting thing of, okay, if you want to give it to a certain company, just write the RFP to match up with what the company is able to do, which is a good way to get around a lot of things. But anyway, so (laughs) they put out this RFP and the one company, and I, I guess I forgot to mention that before, the one company that, hadn't been part of the five other companies sued them. That's what brought about this whole thing saying, Hey, they they got an inside track. So they write the RFP and only that one company can then match the qualifications in the RFP. So the other five companies are like, what the hell is this? This is written for this company. We can't even qualify. Yeah. This is BS. So it's, they did complete 180. So how many, I mean, on, on average cities contract with like what five or six different tow, tow truck companies at, at one time, I assume around then. I would assume so. I never really uh, paid attention, but yeah. So, sounds reasonable. And uh, they allow them obviously to operate within the city limits or county limits, I guess, depending on the jurisdiction. But um, yeah, that's, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's well, uh wait to see if the other, well, I think the other five, are suing now over the same thing as the other one had done. So it'll be, I guess we'll catch up with that in a couple of weeks to see how that shakes out. Yeah. But wow. All right. Fun and games. 
Good stuff. Um, well, you mentioned Riverside. <laughs> Accidentally, apparently. <laughs> Accidentally. Um, so we've been talking a little bit about it and the the recall of uh, Councilwoman Gabby Placentia is, is official up and running. And she's actually, don't you know, uh, has created her own committee, which I thought was kind of... Uh, kind of humorous. It's uh, uh, do not support the costly recall <laughs> of Gabby Placentia. Okay. Uh, so that's her official committee to fight to fight the recall. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, it's costly recall. I like that. Um, Catchy. Yeah. And, and so her team is really, you know, kind of zeroing in on her uh, former opponent, Sean Mill, who is a planning commissioner in Riverside and who, you know, this is kind of where some of this stemmed from. After she beat him narrowly, by the way, by about a hundred votes, she came and said, "You know, he, it's time for him to go. He needs to go." Oh, and by the way, there's too many white men, um, you know, uh, that are appointed to these different commissions, and we need to diversify the city. So, not really a reason why you can get rid of somebody on a planning commission, um, you know. And I think she could have probably worded, you know, her statement a little bit differently. Um, and there's been some other things that she has, you know, kind of said or done that's caught the ire of some folks in the public. And as we discussed before, she had uh, been found guilty of ethics violations within the city of <clears throat> Riverside, which was upheld by uh, her councilmates. And so now this uh, recall uh, committee has been formed. And, you know, uh, in, in the article, Sean Mill says, look, I, I have nothing to do with this recall committee. You know, I'm sure he's I'm sure he's. Uh, he's all, I support it. Support it. I'm sure he'll sign for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all for it. A signature. But yeah, he's saying, he's like, no, look, they're barking up the wrong tree. But that's going to be obviously her team's angle is to say, look, this is a sore loser trying to get his, win his seat, you know, that he lost. I think if I were him, why not just say, yeah, I'm, I think she should be recalled. What she did is bad. And that's why we're recalling her. Yeah. Because yeah. he's, it's going to be assumed that way anyways. But so when's, when's the election? Well, um, <clears throat> the petition that the recall committee um, filed has been, um, has been uh, granted or whatever. And so now they're in the signature gathering phase, which they need to get. Okay. So it hasn't qualified. It hasn't qualified yet. They need to get 20% of the registration uh, there. It's in Ward 5, and that comes to about 4,500 signatures needed to qualify. So once that is done. I think they have until April to do that. Um, around then, then um, there will be. A, I don't know uh, if that'll be easy to do to get that many signatures. That seems like it might be not during COVID. I'm guessing <laughs> that's it's why tough. the the governor yeah. recall has been you know pushed back because this is yeah. you know pe- the, the, you know we're normally where you go and gather signatures and talk to people or even go to their homes. You know, honestly, it's not really technically allowed right now. So. Um, which is, home. so the governor has issued a, a stay at home order kind of right. And, um, you know, because of that, his recall against him has been extended to qualify. So interesting stuff. All right. We will see. We'll follow that. Any other, uh, well, yeah. And I just wanted to clarify in our last episode, uh, we were talking about war two, war two, which is currently held by Andy Melendrez. Councilman's been there for uh, I don't know, 15 years or more, 
Uh, he's stepping down. He ran for mayor. He lost. And now he's going to step down from his council seat. Um, I think we did mention that it's going to be this coming March. It's actually going to be this coming June. Um, okay. So there are two, one candidate officially. There's another one that we weren't sure of. Um, but uh, we probably all know her sister, uh, Assemblywoman Sabrina Cervantes's sister. Um, is going to her name's in the mix to be running for that council seat as well. Okay, and who's the other one? Uh, the other one that has declared his name's Tony Huerta. He's a soccer coach over at uh, Riverside Poly High School, home of the Bears. Uh, okay, <laughs> Reggie big Miller shout out there. Big shout out, Res. That's where Reggie Miller uh, went to high school and. Oh really? Sister Cheryl Miller, and yep. Sister Cheryl and yeah. brother Daryl, former Angel. So quite a sports family. Oh, actually, I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, but uh, wait, which high school did you say? This is Riverside Poly High School. Oh, Poly. Yeah. <clears throat> Where did uh, Leonard go? Uh, Quine Leonard went to uh, Canyon Springs in Marina Valley, where I went uh, for his freshman year. Then he transferred. <clears throat> illegally, to uh, King High School in Riverside. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, what they, re- they did some heavy recruiting. I, I want to say, so here's a fun little fact. I, I, was, I was King High School's freshman um, basketball coach for like for a summer. And I just, I, they were offering me to be the full-time freshman uh, boys basketball coach, but I couldn't because uh, of my job. And um, I, I, if I think back correctly, I think Kawhi was incoming freshman that year and he played a summer with us. So I was going to go with it on record. I, I coached Kawhi. He taught him all he yeah. has. <laughs> I just remember they said they had this really young stud kid. I just can't remember his name transferring in from, um, I'm sorry, it's a sophomore uh, in from, in from Marina Valley. So anyways. All right. A lot of, uh, well, and then we got, we're off on a tangent, but uh, Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds, that's right. Got the park named after him. That's Barry Bond, Barry Bonds' dad, dad. For all of you out there, right. who played? What didn't he play for Cincinnati Reds for a while? Uh, I, maybe not. I don't know. Played for San Francisco, possibly. Where the hell did he play, dude? I don't know. <laughs> all right, never mind. But none of them are running for city council. We do know that. Okay, so. Where were we on that? So that election, okay. So that so those see, are there's another ward, right? Yeah, so ward. Is, he is that a pretty democratic seat then? Yes. It's yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's. But if you got two Democrats running, it'll be interesting to see if well, it's nonpartisan as we know, but they become partisan. Be. Do you think anyone else will jump in that race, or will it be those two? Um, I'm hearing there's a third. Uh, there's a, I think he's a retired uh, Riverside. Riverside uh, police department police officer that uh, might possibly run. Okay. So, what's the other ward? Then I, I see on the screen. Did you're looking up Bobby Bonds? Where does it say he played? Yeah, uh, he played. He started off with the Giants. Uh, was traded to the Yankees. Hmm. Uh, in '76, traded to the Angels. Uh, yeah. Let's see how he do with the Angels. God, he had a long career. He had 37 home runs with the Angels. In fact, actually, that was yeah, his second that. highest that's output of home runs for Bobby Bonds. 115 RBIs. That's a good season. Yeah, he had a really good season with the, uh, yeah, with the Angels. Yeah, he was good. Next season, In fact, hit, uh, he was the MVP the very next season. No, I take that back. 
he got oh never mind he got uh 16 votes for mvp okay this is great <laughs> anyways bobby bonds great angel um <clears throat> anyways dude he had a long career that's 20 23 years 68 to 81 ended with the cubs if there's any baseball if there's any anyone listening to this by the way but if they are and they are baseball fans baseball reference uh, com, such a you can get lost in there for days it's 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 amazing they they can tell you what happened in an in an inning of play back in 1928 with the Yankees playing the Cleveland Indians or something. Seriously, yeah, it's like wait, what's it? What, what's it called? I got baseball-reference.com. It's I like that. Just dude, baseball is one of these things where it it's kind of a slow sport, obviously, and so they have stats about every possible thing possible. And it used to be, you know, you had general stats, but since computers came in i mean it's like okay on a third pitch this pitcher throws uh 70 percent of the time a fastball when it's a left-handed batter yep. I mean, they they just drown themselves in statistics it's kind of funny but all right so back to sorry back to city of riverside, riverside so Council. so there's another ward that is up in june is that correct? yeah there's an incumbent chuck condor who is running for re-election i believe it, chuck is the only republican left on the city council um you know uh, two two years ago, uh, in 2019, uh, there was four new council members elected in the city of Riverside, and it's significant because they're coming up on some major budget issues uh, here that they're going to have to be grappling with. So it's not a easy time to be a councilman there in in, in the county seat of uh, Riverside, right? So. All right. So, hey, so I, I wasn't really listening to you. I was thinking I did my math wrong on Bobby Bonds as like 13 years career. We should. Uh, I was off a decade. We should um, probably. Uh, we should move on. Get into the podcast. All right. Yep. So. All right. I got a story on in the L.A. Times. There was a story about an audit that was done regarding the distribution of COVID dollars. So the auditor, Betty Yee, state auditor, she is a, she's, she's a doing her job. She's a badass. She, I mean, <laughs> remember she did that audit of the contract, I don't know, months ago with Secretary of State, uh, then Padilla, now Senator Padilla. He had given out a contract to like a, kind of a more or less a political consulting firm, it looked like, to do outreach and uh, like a no bid $25 million contract or something like that, or maybe $30 million. And then, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, okay, go ahead. And then she's all, when she does not, what is this? I know the contract. I'm not paying it. <laughs> what do you mean you're not paying it? I'm not paying it. Yeah. So um, I assume it's some, I assume the legislature is probably just going to have to appropriate the money, but she did not back down. So then she comes out with this audit of how are you, the state, distributing COVID dollars, which it was supposed to have been distributed on basically per capita, meaning, you know, how many people in your county, there's a million here, you get, you know, a hundred dollars per person, whatever. It's supposed to be just a per person formula. And, but it was not. So like the top 16 counties got $190 per person. And these other basically rural counties got about $102 per person. Mm -hmm. Big difference. And so she, looks into, well, why is that? 
And then I guess they referenced, well, some of these cities and or counties passed resolutions that were not following then the guidelines, basically saying, hey, we're going to keep our restaurants open or whatever. And the governor had said, look, if you're not following all the guidelines, we you risk having your money taken from me then. Okay, but then she goes further. Yeah, but then why did some cities or counties that had similar, you know, kind of opposition <clears throat> resolutions mm-hmm. as the other ones, they didn't get punished. You punish these and not these. And that's probably when he told her to shut up and quit asking <laughs> questions. <laughs> the, but, the less you know, the better. <laughs> yeah. So she is digging in her heels. Wow. That will be interesting to see where. Interesting. She she may be on that ballot for uh, recall Newsom. Oh, boy. That'd be, wouldn't that be something? I think that's what we keep waiting for is to find that one big name Democrat who's going to say, you know what? Uh, this guy's toast. I'm jumping in. Could um, be Betty. Could be Betty. Bet on Betty. <laughs> That's her theme. <laughs> All right. Um, you got anything? Uh, your turn. What do you? <laughs> Thank tell you. Tell us something. Um, tell us something interesting. Well, you know, this just actually forgot to mention. Going back to City of Riverside, uh, there's been a kind of a big fight about the uh, Cheech Marin. Um, Heritage Arts Culture Museum uh, in downtown Riverside, which is actually uh, going to replace the old library. They're, they've 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 built a new library, which you and I have had many discussions in the past about cities building new libraries on. Um, it's like, what's the point? But uh, but it, you know, it's this huge, huge building, and and uh, you know, they came up with a really good idea to you know add a you know Hispanic uh, cultural arts museum. And uh, Cheech Marin uh, is lending his name out to it, but again, we come, we we just just talked about a few minutes ago. We come down to the finances, and the city voted on, I believe, yesterday to um, allocate a million dollars a year to fund uh, the museum. And I know there's the the critics and opponents were saying, "Hey, look, you know, uh, this needs to be probably privately funded." Uh, this, this is not something that should be at the top of the city's priority list. So there's been some kind of, you know, harsh, heated back and forth on that. Of course, you know, we always get into a race war uh, <laughs> on just about every item I don't. these you days. Might, well, you know, uh, I don't either. Trying to stay out of those. I, you know, hey, I work in downtown <laughs> and, you know, it's, I'm glad because right now that building's pretty empty, not much action there. So maybe... It might help. I think it's a great idea. I think it is too, I, I and I think it might help downtown yeah. uh, stay vibrant. Well. Yeah, you have to, you have to look at it. it. You know, it, not not the short term, but a long term effect. You know, it might help bring more people in. Might help restaurants, businesses. You know, that sort of. Well, thing. Well, it's so. getting that critical mass, right? It's just if you get enough of these cool things together, eventually it's a cool place to go. Yeah, and that's what they're doing. I think it. I think it's great. He's got a hell of an art collection too. He's got. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he's bringing. I think I read 170 pieces. He's going to bring in there. No, that's cool. Um, Does he paint, yeah, or is it just like he collects? Good question. I was wondering that too. I don't know, but it looks like most of those I think are collections. He he may paint, but th- these are like real pieces of art that. Uh, well, it's going to be a hell of a museum. What's really and, cool is is I was going to yeah. say two blocks down, uh, and 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 do yourself in Google. It's really cool. I think there's been some shows on it. Tio's Tacos. The the owner of it down the street is a is a he's an artist and he kind of collects uh, car parts and junks whatever and creates like this beautiful um, 
art that's uh, like inspired by like uh, South America art and, and uh, culture. It's pretty eclectic. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really, trippy. really, it, it's a really popular spot to go if you're in downtown Riverside. Um, food's okay. But, uh, <laughs> but it's just, you sit outdoors. Amongst, it's the atmosphere. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really, it's a really unique Paint spot. for the atmosphere. Yeah. No, I think this is really, Riverside's doing it right. I think um, I, I'm impressed. And the, uh, the art museum, I think, is paint. The Riverside, what is it? Riverside Art Museum has paid most of the cost for this. And so the city's just got to pick up some ongoing, what is it? I think about a million dollars a year for <clears throat> operational costs. Right. I think it's a good investment. Given that though they do have a lawsuit out there for, what does it do? They might have to pay 20 to 30 million a year, I think, because they, you know, it gets confused when you have your own utility, which Riverside does, and then they kind of, you know, made money fungible. You know, well, mm-hmm. we can use that money, and you're, you're supposed to keep it completely separated. So there's a lawsuit. So, yeah, I get how they're hesitant in putting out new money, but uh, I'm I am bullish on downtown Riverside going forward. I think it's well, and in five years down the road, you got Riverside. I think it's called Riverside Alive, not Riverside Live, but similar to what LA Live is. And um, you know, the hope there is to bring a new hotel. Uh, they were going to expand the convention center, uh, add you know uh, a lot of uh, bars and, and places to to go out and entertain. So yeah, it's yeah. going to be a happening place. I'm with you. All right, what? Uh... Well, there's an interesting story uh, in the city of Marietta. Um, this week, the city council unanimously voted uh, to declare that all of their businesses within the city limits are essential businesses and should remain open, um, which came to the delight of obviously many business owners. Uh, but the city attorney you know, just kind of forewarned uh, this is just more of a resolution, doesn't really have any teeth. Uh, you guys are still subject to the state law where the governor is saying, you know, only essential businesses can be open and you're not allowed to have, you know, groups um, gather outside of your personal home. I think this is one of the just a symbol a sign of COVID fatigue. It's just how I'm sure the city council gets hounded by closed businesses or businesses that are partial, <clears throat> whatever, saying we got to open this up. And you have people saying, no, you can't this is almost going on a year of this um, back and forth and people are hurting businesses are going under. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I guess resolution doesn't do much as far as now they're going to be open, but it's, it's a political statement. And uh, once again, it just, it shows that we got to get the hell out of this thing quick or it, the lasting effects good. are going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't we say COVID was bad last time? So are we sticking with that theme? Yeah. COVID's bad. COVID is bad. There's no pro-COVID group out there. So to that point, though, so the restaurants are the main thing that's hurt, harmed on these. Um, I got to go back and check. We'll do this for next podcast, maybe. Uh, so there was that group of restaurants. Remember I mentioned Mark Garagos, that you know, Oh, yeah, right. Laura. <clears throat> so he had this group of restaurants suing, you know, on why are you closing restaurants? And there was a San Francisco Chronicle article a couple of days ago stating just that the article went dug into it and basically said, there's really no evidence of spread, even in outdoor dining, no, no evidence of spread. And they're asking the governor's office, why are you doing this? 
I don't remember the exact wording, but something like, well, it's just kind of to prove a point that you shouldn't be out doing anything. You should be at home. That's a hell of a thing to do to uh, restaurants that are literally losing what could be their life savings or whatever. <clears throat> it's, this is, well, I think we're just going to have to repeat it. COVID is bad. COVID's bad. The lingering effects is, it's going to take a while. I mean, think of like a natural yeah. disaster almost happening daily where you shut down communities, businesses, uh, government, you know, I mean, there's, I hear complaints of, you know, folks trying to do business with county government cities saying, hey, I, I can't get an answer back. I was like, well, dude, there's, you know, short staff. I mean, I, we joked last time that the city of Corona got Corona and it's slowing down their cannabis process over there um, just because they've had a shortage of staff. So, yeah. oh, speaking of, this is a new item I saw this morning and told you about. Speaking of cannabis, so there is a new, um, there's a credit union, Northern California Credit Union, that is proposed to be, to do business with dispensaries. Mm -hmm. Because the problem for cannabis shops, dispensaries, is uh, not having a way to do credit card transactions. It's all cash, basically. And the reason is because the federal government says that is still an illegal drug, even though a majority of states have legalized it either for recreation and or medicinal use, um, they still have it as a banned substance. So you cannot use a normal credit card because that credit card transfers over state lines, which brings in the federal government, blah, blah, blah. And so you, you really, it's a cash business. So this, and I know they've been working on this for a few years now. It's like, how do you have a bank that is only self-contained and doesn't cross over <clears throat> into other states? Um, and apparently they've come up with a plan now for this credit union to to make um, transactions possible. And it's, it's really a weird deal, like I said, just because the majority of states are doing it, federal government still won't change it, which I can't imagine it goes another administration now without changing that law. Because well, you literally almost have a money laundering scheme against you. <laughs> if you're, Because, yeah, if you're taking money in the legal activity and then, you know, transacting that money, that's money laundering. Yeah, I mean, and, it passed the House uh, first time ever, right back in December. Yeah, died. Yeah. It wasn't going to go anywhere in the Senate, and right. and um, now you have a president. You know, because previously President Trump said, "I'm not, I'm not going to legalize uh, cannabis," but I think now with Biden, you probably have an increased chance. Um, you know, Senate is look, Senate's still split fifty fifty. In fact, I think I was I was on a call this morning about with with some folks in D.C. about how they were going to split the roles of uh, chairmanships. And I guess the last time this happened, a 50-50 Senate was back in the early 2000s. And it'll be Chuck Schumer that will take the majority leader. But the committees, because, you know, the 50-50 split is only really on a, uh, you know, for the vice president to come in and, you know, break, do a tiebreaker. But there's no real majority for, like, you know, um, different, different committees, right? So I guess, and you probably aware of this, but they'll... I think have like an even shared uh, committees. Yeah. What they do is if it, if you have 20 senators on a committee, they're going to have 10 Republican, 10 Democrat. And then if, but if a vote to move a nomination or a bill out of committee is 10 to 10, what do you do? And the agreement before that they had in 2000 was those go directly to the floor. If it's a tie, just send it to the floor for a vote. Um, so I think, well, I think what they're haggling over McConnell and Schumer is the filibuster that, you know, with that deal in 2000 where they shared um, power like that, they did not 
break the filibuster for legislation, meaning right. you need 60 votes to move legislation. And I think Schumer's toying with the idea of, nope, we're going to get rid of the, of the 60 vote break of a filibuster. So we, we will see. Yeah, will be um, yeah, but but yeah, back to your point. If they legalize it, it will make just transactions easier, you know, for cities that are dealing with with that uh, for for tax payments. Even I mean, yeah, for tax payments. I've talked I mean, to these, can't even get a. Go ahead. I said, I've talked to these guys, and they literally will in you know hundred hundreds of thousands of dollars to pay their you know their taxes, their quarterly you know tax revenue to cities. <laughs> cities are like, yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Here's a wheelbarrow full. Cash. Yeah, it is. So you. And normally, if you're a business of any significant size, you know, between, you know, instead of just one or two people, but if you have a business going, you usually operate off a line of credit, you know, from a bank because you got cash flow issues where your order doesn't come in or the cash flow, whatever. So they can't do that. And it's a, uh, it's just a, it's a tough way to, to do business. And back to the point about Congress, I think actually the president can just, uh, through the FDA, just declassify the drug. I don't think they actually need legislation. Hmm. The president decided to do himself. I'm not 100% positive on that, but... Um, yeah. Well, that, that would be a start of it, for sure. Yeah. Well, it'll definitely have an impact here uh, locally as a lot more cities um, continue to uh, decide to legalize, you know, the sale of cannabis in their, within their city limits. Hey, I got one more story. Did you have something else? Nope. Go ahead. So in the press enterprise, it was a um, in the business section about a company called TriPoint, home builders, mm -hmm. and uh, they it's these guys started it at the height of the recession or whatever part of the recession, two thousand nine, where home building you know ceased to exist, and so they came out of the William Lyon Home Development Group at Orange County is a big big development company, so they on their own just uh, started a new company. Say well we. That's what we know how to do is sell or build homes. So I guess we'll start a new company and hopefully it comes back within roughly 10 years. They're like in the top 10 now of home builders in, in the nation. And uh, that's the kind of people I would like to meet those people. What's his name's uh, Doug Bauer and Tom Mitchell. That's brilliant. Just blow past all these other ones started out of nothing. It said they started their kitchen table. That's uh, those are some smart people. And like to read those stories of I love that. It's usually where the best ideas people, start like in a garage. Yeah. Apple started in a garage. This podcast yeah. started in my office. I mean, great the greatest ideas always start like in simple. Oh, actually it did start in your office. It did, yeah. No, it started right in the studio we're in. Oh wait, no, because remember, dude, you gotta remember the idea. That 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 never made it to air. Oh, air that's right. Yeah, there is a lost episode. Yeah. See? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, keep talking. Anyways. Hold on, I gotta take this. Well, oh, dude, you're doing your bets again. Your sports betting that's not a good move. No, that was not a sports Anyways, bet. Um, no, I can yeah, share some information if, unless you got something else. No, I'm done. I'm good. So, uh, normally we like to kind of wrap up, and I always surprise you with uh, shout outs. And uh, instead of a shout out, I just some tragic uh, news this morning, and it's uh, just, just now kind of making the public rounds, but we lost a dear friend, and uh, Dr. Carla Thornton, councilwoman in Myrna Valley, uh, taken way too young, 42 years old. Um, her and I went to high school together. Uh, I always joked that she was the uh, Canyon Springs Cougars. I always joked that she was the first Cougar elected to uh, Myrna Valley City Council, and 
And uh, she would just joke back, like, what do you mean by that? And <laughs> I said, no, you're just a different person. kind of cougar. Yeah. Um, but, but just very, very tragic. I, you know, we just posted some information on her uh, page and I know the family's asking for uh, privacy, but uh, definitely uh, prayers um, out to um, her daughter. Um, um, just, they were just the, uh, the perfect duo. Uh, and uh, I remember her daughter swearing her in at, at city council and uh, just, just kind of a, Kind of a proud moment. Uh, funny story was she she approached me and said, "Hey, you know, what about running, you know, my race for city council?" And I said, "All right, sure, we'll do that." And uh, she had never run for office before, um, and uh, you know, she's like, "Well, is it okay that I'm a Republican?" I'm going in Myrna Valley. I'm going, yeah, we're not gonna mm, maybe maybe not. <laughs> we won't announce that, right? You know, but um, better reps. But she was. I was trying to raise money for her, and and it was just nobody given to her and i was like i finally asked one of the donors like what's up you know and like well the city council is supporting somebody else and we can't really go against them <laughs> so i went back to her and go hey look bad news uh, we're not getting any support here uh go out and walk and her and her daughter went out and knocked on every single door in her district and um you know she i, I said hey i won't take a payment uh you know if you win you can you know pay me back whatever but this is you know we're friends and, um, you know, I want to, I want to see you're a good person. She was a professor at uh, Cal Baptist, um, uh, college and, um, you know, just, just a genuine good person. So what, didn't she have a military background? Yeah. Thank you. She, uh, served, uh, 20 years in the air force, um, and retired, uh, just about, uh, three years ago, I think officially from, uh, from her service. So, um, you know, she was definitely an up-and-coming political force uh, to be reckoned with. Um, yeah. She didn't take any bull, especially didn't take any of my bull for her. But uh, no, she was a, uh, that was my impression of her as well. And she was just, to note, she was an African-American woman uh, that was Republican, fairly unique. Mm -hmm. And um, was, I agree, she would have been a future force to contend with in politics. You know, and, and we talked about that because she wanted to run for higher office. She's like, I want to run for governor. And I said, well, you got that R in front of your name. Uh, <laughs> you know, you might want to... What state? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but but you know what she said was always cool. She goes, you know, Mark, I don't always agree with anything that everyone says. And, you know, um, I'm a Republican, you know, because of my military background and I believe in in pro-development and lower taxes. Um, but I always don't agree with, you know, the leaders of, of the party. And I want to take a, a larger role in the party. And I want to be a leader of the party one day. And I thought that was always kind of cool that she wanted to step up and have her own branding, you know, from her perspective um, for the Republican Party. But, but you know, she, she cared deeply about, uh, about her community. Um, and, uh, you know, we, she... Uh, She'd call me on occasion and ask me for advice on stuff, and she always knew what the right answer was. But she'd probably laugh hearing me say that now, because <laughs> uh, there was always a fight of who was right, who was wrong. But uh, no, she was she was like a sister, and we'd uh, fight sometimes like a brother and sister, but always always in a good good way. So now she'll take oh, him way she will, way too young. She will be missed. Yep, definitely. So uh, right. with that, uh, thank you. That was enlightening. Well. Good deal, everybody. Please have a uh, good week, and um, we will catch up very soon, hopefully, and uh, take care. Here's your, we don't uh, have any more outtakes. Into it. Folks, we're going to work on our in, in and outtakes, so please, <laughs> please be patient.
and don't send any suggestions. No, I'm just kidding. I Everybody had one. Uh, us. I had one inauguration drop. Uh, I was going to play, but we'll just go out on this lined one. Up. Not it's, people are getting bored. It's lined up, hurt. man. Sure. Uh, maybe not. I'm getting bored. President of these United. Stop the inauguration! I just discovered a president elect got it up in second grade gym class. <laughs> Okay. Well. <laughs> Simpsons predict a lot in the future. They didn't quite get that one right, but I, I didn't want to, you know, I wanted to go out on a right. little bit of a happy note, but uh, yeah. All right. Thanks folks. Thanks for listening. Talk soon.